Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. All right. Well, Father God, we just thank you once again. Um, I just thank you, God, here this morning for the opportunity and the many opportunities, God, that you give us to hear you and to hear your word. And, and uh, God, it's just such a blessing to be able to come. And so, Father God, I just pray, God, that you'd speak to us, speak to your people this morning. Speak to those who aren't your people this morning, God, and draw them to yourself. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk this morning about uh, hearing the voice of God. And so I kind of titled this uh, Hearing for Steering. And uh, you may have heard or I may have told you, told you about when I was uh, kind of been working with the preteens the last couple of weeks, we started kind of this new series. And, and I just kind of felt it on my heart to kind of share that down here this morning. But, you know, hearing for steering, um, you know, it's so important. And when we're thinking about this whole topic of hearing from God, uh, you know, we, we can ask, well, why do we even need to hear? You know, why is it even important? To hear, it's always good to ask the question "Why?" when you're about to do anything, right? And so, why why do we need to hear? And you know, there's so many things that you could say about this, but I know you guys don't want to sit here and listen that long. And so, I just want to boil it down to one thing, and that well, two things actually. But my question is, why do you eat? Why do you eat, right? And it's the same thing with hearing. It's like you eat, right, to keep yourself alive. So the first reason you want to hear uh, from God is it's for your safety. It's for your well-being, right? That's why we need to hear from God. And the other reason you eat is just for pleasure. You know, you, you love that barbecued uh, chicken, you know, off of, the, uh, off of your um, barbecue. Uh, you know, so, so we, can, we can hear God, too, for pleasure, and so, in that sense, you know, we, we hear, um, you know, for safety, but we also want to hear for savoring, right? So, safety and savoring. That's why we need to hear from God. It's just so incredibly important. And I would say, if you're only going to God, and I fall into this trap lots of times, if you're only going to God because you're seeking him for a particular answer for something. You know, something's going on in your life, and that's all good. We need to do that. God wants us to do that. But if you're not just going for the savoring, too, if you're not just going for the pleasure, then I can assure you this morning you're missing something. You're missing something big in your life, and, and God wants you to know that. He wants you to be aware of that this morning so that you'll just come to him. You'll draw near to him for the sake of just being able to hear from him and just learn to savor him, just learn to savor the relationship. So one of the things we've been doing with the preteens, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we kind of started out saying, you know, hearing from God, it's like a traffic light. And so that's why I said to you this morning, my message was on hearing for steering. And, you know, a traffic light, of course, we've got three colors, right? We have red, which means, and yellow means, yeah, see, with some people, it means go faster. You know, put the pedal to the metal and get through before the light turns red. But uh, Pastor Allison's working on that one. So, And then we have red, which means stop. Okay? And so we explain this to, to them, and, and I just want to share. Like, what I'm going to share with you this morning, I don't think is revelational for a lot of you. 
uh, maybe for some. But, you know, it's like when God is speaking to you, you know, God's voice is very seldom a voice. God's voice is very seldom a voice. Uh, God speaks. It's like this traffic light in your spirit. It's kind of in your gut is the way I like to describe it. And I like to describe it that way because in John chapter 7 and verse 38, it says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, uh, and the original language there actually means belly, out of his heart or out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And we know that living water, it's, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit working in you. And so there's this flow. And so oftentimes, you know, you'll, when you're hearing God, um, and we're teaching these, these kids this, and I say this to you this morning, so often it's like this feeling you get in your gut, you know, that, that gut feeling. And so many people, that goes on in their life, and they don't realize that that's actually Holy Spirit uh, working on you, speaking something to you, and we just need to learn how to tune into that and, and just to listen to that. A few examples, you know, from my own life. So uh, my youngest boy, Joshua, uh, he's just taking up learning how to do drums. And so I've been looking for a drum set so he can, when he comes home from his practice, he can work throughout the week practicing, right? And so, I, you know, I was looking on Kijiji and Marketplace and, and doing this for a couple of weeks. And I put this uh, reach out to this one person, and we kind of made a deal. But then, you know, they were away on holidays and weren't getting back, and they weren't responding to me. And so I was just kind of getting tired of, late, of waiting. And so uh, I saw this other set, and so I decided to, to go after it. made a, a deal with this guy and drove all the way to Peterborough. <clears throat> And got there, and as he's pulling it out, as I'm looking at the stuff, I'm like, mm, uh, this isn't what I thought. This isn't what I thought it was. And so I had this thing, and just kind of this red light in my spirit. It's like, you know, just walk away from this. So then I thought, well, you know, I've driven all the way up here to Peterborough. Like, I don't want to come back with nothing, right? And so, and so I, in the end, I just bought it. I bought this thing. And here's, you know, here's how good God is. So I'd also put a reach out to this other person in Marketplace who also happened to be in Peterborough. And so I bought this one, loaded it all up. And, and so you can see I've missed it here. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to the red light, even though I felt it. And as I'm driving out of town, I, I well, I pulled over into, to, uh, just so you know, I'm not texting while I'm driving. I pulled over into a gas station, and I get this text from, from uh, this lady who also lived in Peterborough and saying, yeah, you can have this, uh, this set, this drum set. And it was, it was more what I wanted because I just wanted a basic set. This other one was kind of, you know, more, more drums and more cymbals and everything. Um, it was a cheaper price. It was like half the price of what I just paid for it. And so I'm thinking, oh, well, I can't buy this now. I've already invested in the other, right? So I drove home and... Um, and I'm just thinking, okay, God, you know, it's like, I, I, I see I missed it here. And so now I just want, you know, to summing this all up, that, you know, when I look at this drum set, I'm going to look at it with joy. And you're going to go, what? Yeah, I'm going to look at it with joy because I've learned some lessons here uh, from the Lord. And so one of the things, you know, when I look back at this whole circumstance, 
I went further than I wanted to go. I kind of wanted to buy closer in the area. And I had one previously set up, and I just didn't wait for it. And so I went further than I wanted to. Uh, I, I got something more than I really wanted to. And I also, um, what was my last point there? And I also, uh, oh, I also went on a night that I was already completely exhausted. And so it's just like, and you, you all probably have experienced this, right? It's like when you're tired and that sort of thing, it's not a good time to be out making a decision on something. And so all those things, you know, uh, were just things that kept me from, yes, I heard, I, I actually heard God, but I didn't respond to it. I didn't obey it. And so we can see that hearing the voice of God is it's more than just about hearing. It's also about obeying. It's also about following through because that's where the victory uh, resides. That's where the joy comes. And so, um, you know, it says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all of your getting, get understanding. In all of your getting, get understanding. So I, I'm walking away with this whole drum situation with some more understanding about just things for me to avoid uh, when I'm making these decisions and how to just stay in tune. You know, not just here, but how, how to stay in tune with what God is saying. And so that I'm just obeying that. You know, when there's a red light there, I'm going to stop and I'm not going to follow through uh, with that particular thing. You know, the other thing I love... If you, this is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, but Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 4, it says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest of kin. I love this because what it brings is it brings understanding to this place that, that understanding isn't just, uh, it's not just your own faculties, it's not just your own thinking, but it, it's it's personifying it here you know call understanding your nearest of kin and you have to realize that when when you're seeking to hear from God and to walk with God you you know that your understanding isn't just about your thinking but it's about this relationship that you're in the midst of and so the beauty is just keeping that relationship always at the forefront You know, Paul in uh, Acts chapter 27 and verse 10, uh, he had a red light. And he said here, uh, they're on this boat and getting ready to, uh, to take this cruise. And he said, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. And so he spoke this to the people present, and he spoke it to the captain of the ship, But they all kind of, with their own thinking, like we all can easily drop into, uh, they looked at it and they thought, well, you know, this harbor isn't really good for wintering here, and uh, we really want to move on to to another location. And it said, and the majority decided uh, that it was good to go out into the ocean again and try to travel on into their next location. So... Uh, the majority is never the best way uh, to follow when you're, when you're wanting to hear from God. It's not a majority decision that you want to seek. That doesn't mean that the majority isn't at times right, but that's, that should never be your baseline. Your baseline is just, you know, 
What's God saying to you in your spirit? You know, what are, what are you feeling about this? And so Paul here in this situation, he, he shares that with these people. And if you know the end of that story, uh, they got caught in the storm. They were in it for a couple of weeks. And in the end, they threw all their cargo overboard and over ship. And then the ship got uh, smashed up against the, the sands and the rocks. And everybody, everybody's life was spared, uh, but they lost everything, just as, as Paul had, had got. So he got this word from God, and, and he spoke it. You know, sometimes you're in situations where uh, you just have to share what God gives you, and, and other people don't always follow it, and, but you, you just have to speak what God shares with you. You know, um, <clears throat> I, I love the story of Bill Souden. Uh, some of you know Bill and Carla. They help so many times with, you know, doing our meals, Highway to Wholeness, and our men's breakfast, and those sort of things. And uh, we just love them dearly. Well, this one time, you may have remember, Bill uh, came up here and shared, uh, I think it was a couple years ago now, he'd had this heart attack. And so he went into the hospital, and <clears throat> he's in the hospital, and they're <clears throat> checking things out. And they're saying, yeah, the, we, we think what, what's happened, and I didn't realize this, apparently your, your heart, um, beats differently from your bottom. So you kind of have like a pacemaker for your top of your heart and your bottom of your heart. And anyways, they said, yeah, the one's out of rhythm, and so we're going to go in, and we think we're going to go in and put a pacemaker in. And Bill said, you know, he said, I just, he didn't feel comfortable with that. He had this red light in his spirit. So he just simply asked, he just said, is, is there something else we can do? Is there another approach that we can have? And so what happened was this other doctor walked in who normally... Uh, wasn't even there that time of day. Uh, he walked in, and I want to just jump, just add in here, uh, part of the reason why that doctor, uh, I believe, walked in is because we'd heard about this, what was going on with Bill, and our, our prayer group that meets here on Wednesday mornings, as well as some of you may have heard this at home, we're all in prayer about this. And so I think that's why the doctor showed up. But anyways, the doctor showed up, and he said, he just said, you know what, he says, you just stay here for the night. I'm going to run some tests on you. And so he ran some other tests on him. And I don't remember exactly what the details were, but, uh, but he said, yeah, whatever. They, they took this different approach. And it turned out that if they'd have put that pacemaker uh, in Bill's heart, it would have blown his heart up because of what the circumstance was. So you can see that the importance of hearing from God uh, is that sometimes it can save your life, like literally save your life. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had Pastor Mark Davey here uh, sharing with us, and, and just a, a tremendous time, right? We had hearing, hearing from the Lord through uh, Pastor Mark, but he shared this one story you may remember uh, when he was on this missions trip over, I believe it was in Africa somewhere, and he was in this building, and the, and the, the soldiers and everything had taken him in this building for questioning and stuff, and so they're in this building, and they're sitting around for like two or three hours, and nothing's going on. And all of a sudden, he said, he, he, said, he described it. He felt this, I was, he was agitated in his spirit. And so he finally said to the one soldier, he said, uh, he said, look, he says, I've come over here to help you guys, to help your people, and you have some questions for me, and, and we're sitting here. It's like, you know, nobody's questioning me or anything. And, and so the soldier, got, the soldier got agitated, and he said to him, he said, you, out. And so uh, as Mark described it, he just, he said, okay. So he walked out of the building, and he only got to the other side of the street, and the whole building blew up. Isn't that incredible? Just, so the, the importance, again, of just, like, what's going on down here? Like, what are you sensing down here? 
when you're in the midst of the circumstances that you're in, the circumstances that you're facing. Uh, there was a time, and, and maybe you've heard me share this before, I was doing some maintenance work at this home, and uh, there were three young ladies living there, and uh, was, I think it was a bit of a setup for my parents. They wanted me to finally get married. You know, I'm getting into my late 30s, uh, or early 30s, I guess it was. But anyways, I, I'm there, and uh, I'm there doing this job, and I'm putting this mirror on a wall, and the one girl sitting on the bed, and she's chatting away, talking to me while I'm putting this on. And all of a sudden, I have this thought, but this thing come to me. It's like, Peter, what are you doing here? And all of a sudden, I stopped and thought about my circumstances and thought, that's a good question. <laughs> Lord, what am I doing here? You know, here's a young woman sitting on the bed, you know, and I'm like most guys, you know, I got my passions and that sort of thing. And so it's like, so I just, right in that moment, uh, I got that red light. And so I just kind of finished quickly what I was doing, hanging the mirror on the wall. And then I said to her, yeah, I, I got to finish up. I got to get going type of thing. And, and I talked to her about the circumstance, not in great detail afterward. But I just said, yeah, you know, I said, I'd appreciate it if, if you have any other maintenance stuff that you want me to do. If you could just have one of the other girls or somebody else present there, you know, when I show up. And so, and I'll, I'll tell you, those, that safeguard in my life uh, has saved my bacon many times. Just that, you know, uh, as a general, I do not purpose to be with another woman alone in another place. Now, having said that, uh, I've also learned you can't take these things and, and turn them into legalism either. And another example, so just to flip on that, there was this one time uh, we had finished this youth, uh, youth camping trip. And so we're deciding who's going with who and which car or whatever. And so uh, we got everybody in my car. And so as we're going along, I'm dropping people off. And then I realize I'm going to have this young lady in my car. She's going to be the last person in the car. And so I'm a little bit, you know, not overly, but I'm a little psyched out. Like, God, what do I do here? Like, you know, I'm going to end up being with this uh, woman, you know, in, in my car. And it was just, I just felt like a green light. <laughs> it's like the Lord said, you know, it's okay. Just take her and just drop her off and just carry on. And so you can see, it's like, you know, we have standards and, and we seek to hear from the Holy Spirit, but you can't turn it into legalism. Like, you, you do your best to walk step out, steps out, right? Um, but in that moment, you know, it's just like the Holy Spirit said, it's okay, you know? And, and I had a green light just to carry on. I didn't freak out and, and call somebody else, say, you got to drive over here and meet me at such and such a road and take this woman out of my car, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so we, gotta, we, we have to learn to just hear from God in those things. Uh, Acts chapter 10, in verse 19 and 20, uh, we have an example here where Peter had a green light. And it said, so Peter had this, just a little um, preamble here, Peter had this vision of the sheet coming down out of heaven and these animals were in it, and God's telling him, for him to, you know, rise, Peter, kill and eat, you know, have something to eat. Um, and, and so God's, God's working. He's, he's, uh, he's hungry down here too, right, <laughs> in the natural. And so, but then uh, he has this vision, it's taken up, and, and the Lord says to him, you know, what I have cleansed, what I've called clean, uh, do not call it unclean. And so it said, well, Peter thought about the vision, 
the spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. You got the next verse there? Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. So, and then verse 34. So Peter, Peter arrives at this house. Um, some of you may remember the story. It was, it was Cornelius. So he was a Gentile. And, said, and then Peter opened his mouth and he said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. So the trouble that was going on here, of course, is Jews did not mingle with the Gentiles. And so the Lord's preparing, giving Peter a green light that when these guys show up, uh, preparing him to give him a green light, that when these guys show up, it's okay. You can go with them. You can go with the Gentiles. You know, a thing that was socially not acceptable, but God was giving him the green light. And Peter learned from that, that in truth, I perceive, God shows no partiality. And so God, Peter was able to minister in that situation. And so, you know, we need to, we need to really learn to listen to that. And uh, we learn in Second or First Corinthians chapter 19 and verse 12. And, and this is uh, Elijah, and he's, he's sought to get alone with the Lord. And it says, after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a small, still voice. You know, God's voice so often is it's still. It's, it's like a, the actual translation there. It, it's almost like a, a low whisper. And what that means for you and me is we have to live, learn to live our lifestyle, learn to live our, our lives in a place where we're quiet inside all the time. We're quiet, and there's peace uh, in our spirit. Because when fear comes in, you know, when, when bitterness comes in, when anger comes in, when those things come in, it's, it gets harder to hear God. And so God wants us to still ourselves. And we learn here with, with Elijah that, you know, Elijah learned how to wait for that small, still voice. He waited for all the, you know, all the noise and everything that was going on. And right now, you know, while you guys have been sitting here uh, listening to me, there's probably been dozens of other sounds that have been going on. But most of them uh, you probably haven't even heard uh, because either you weren't focused on them or it's because there was other sounds going on that drowned out that sound or maybe you just weren't close enough to the sound to hear it. And so we have to quiet ourselves in order to, to hear God and to continue walking with the Lord. And that kind of brings me to my next point, and that is the Holy Spirit, um, it's often like a magnetic pull. You know, it's often like a magnetic pull. And just when there's a magnetic field, you know, you have to be close enough to it. So if you've got a, if you've got a, uh, a coin or something, and you have a magnet, well, the magnet has to be close enough to the coin in order to pull that coin in. And so often we have to uh, learn to position ourselves in this place where we're close enough to be able to hear what God is saying, what God is wanting to speak to us. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice I know them, and they follow me. So the only way we can follow is by hearing. And if you're here this morning, if you're, you know, truly one of his sheep, you've surrendered 
your life to him, uh, then you can hear his voice. You can recognize it and, and begin to walk uh, in that place of closeness with him. And, and, you know, I think that's why we see in Jesus' own life here on earth, uh, he spent hours every week just getting alone with the Father. And, and so he could quiet himself so he could hear what the Father was saying him, so he could see what the Father was showing to him. And it's easy enough for us to say, well, yeah, you know, but that was Jesus, right? And it's like, you know, he was in ministry, and he came to, to uh, give his life as a ransom for us. Well, that's true. You know, that was his life and his ministry. That was his focus. But I guess the question for you then is, you know, are you happy <laughs> with all the turmoil that's going on in your life when you're not hearing from God, when you're not walking with him? And so we need, to, we need to quiet our heart. We need to get close enough to Holy Spirit uh, to feel that pull, to feel that magnetic pull of the Spirit in our life. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing we need to do to be able to hear his voice is we need to spend time in the Word. You know, it says in Psalm uh, 119 and verse 105, it says, for thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my, unto my path. It's a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is like that. But then I also want to, alongside that, John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but the helper, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You know, it's about remembrance. It's so often, like if, if we're not spending time in God's word on a day-to-day -day basis, then the Holy Spirit can't take that and he can't remind you because that's how you get the red light. That's how you get the green light or the yellow light in your spirit about how you should proceed is by being in God's word and, and let the Holy Spirit then take that. It might not be something when you're reading. It may not be a particular thing that stands out to you in the moment, but all of a sudden you find yourself in a circumstance and, and the Holy Spirit uh, brings to your remembrance a, a word or a verse to you. And, and, and that's how God begins to speak to you. And, and that's what I, I like to say is that's when you, the Logos word, which is this written word, that's when it becomes a rhema word or a living word, is when the Holy Spirit is taking uh, the thing that you've read, and he's bringing it to life for you. He's bringing it to you in the circumstance that all of a sudden you find yourself in. And, um, you know, I, I remember this one time when I was making a major transition in my life, and, and I'm trying to decide which way to go in this, and it's kind of like, hey, you know, well, this is, this is good over here. This looks good, but then over here, you know, this looks good too. And, you know, I was just kind of wrestling, going back and forth with this for a few weeks, and, I, you know, in the midst of this, I just, God, I need to hear from you on this. Like, what should I do? Where should I go? And then one day, I just, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the scripture verse. Peter, put your hand to the plow and don't look back. And so it was just like, you know, that, that new direction, that new transition that I was looking at making, it was just the Lord just took that verse and just said, put your hand to the plow and just go forward. Don't look back. Because that's what I was doing, right? I'm, I'm weighing everything out. And when I'm weighing it out, I'm always looking back at, you know, what I had, you know, type of thing. 
And so that just settled something in my heart. Like, I needed that word for God just to settle it in my heart. Like, somebody else could read the same word, and in the moment, it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean anything or it wouldn't impact them in the same way. But it's like the Holy Spirit just quickens that and brings that alive. So we need to be in the word. The other thing that we can do to help hear that small, still voice is, is this place of worship in our life. And uh, I love it here in uh, 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 14 and 15. So we had Elijah last time, and here we have Elisha. And Elisha, he's getting this request from these three kings that have come together to battle for war, and they're wondering if they should go out for war or not. Elisha doesn't even want to talk to them. And in fact, he says to one of the kings, if it wasn't for for Jehoshaphat, who was a man who feared God and who honored God, he said, I wouldn't even bother, you know, speaking with you guys at all. And so then Elisha says, he says, okay, he says, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. And then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. So we see the importance here of, of worship of a musician. In order for Elisha, he's in this circumstance, and he calls a musician. He calls for, for someone who worships, you know, to be able to hear the word of God. And I just want to encourage you, if that's not part of your day-to-day, week-to-week life, um, where you're just playing worship music, spending time, uh, and, and yes, it can be playing in the background, but even times where you're just alone and, and you're being worshipful and spending that time with the Lord. Because even Elisha realized, and, and the interesting thing I like about this with Elisha here is that there was some turmoil, I think, going on in his own heart. Like he was, I think, a little perturbed at two of these other kings who had no regard for the things of the Lord, and they're asking him for direction, right? And so for him to still his heart, to quiet his heart, and to push out all the other stuff that... Um, Maybe other spirits are trying to push in on him. He calls for musician. He calls for the worship music. And, you know, so, so music is so important uh, to our being able to hear uh, the word of God in our, in our spirit, in our life. And I remember this one time years ago, uh, back in my high school days. Uh, I remember going to this high school dance. And I came into the room. And I was there for a few minutes. And, and I heard the music playing. And this, this happened to me even before I was really surrendered uh, to Christ in my life. And I showed up this dance, and as I'm hearing the music, I just had this strong sense that, that I had to guard myself. It's like, you know, don't give yourself over uh, to that music. And so you can see how, you know, even, even then, it's like God is, is at work trying to speak to people you know, even, even people that don't know him, you get these red lights, these green lights going on uh, inside of you. And, and we just need to teach each other and, and encourage each other how to listen to those things and, and to yield to them. So, you know, if, if you're looking to, uh, you're going to call on a musician because you want to, you know, hear what God has to say to you, I just suggest you, you know, don't call on a musician who's given themselves over to occultism and uh, is living a worldly lifestyle because you're probably not going to get the Holy Spirit uh, showing up uh, to speak to you. It's more than likely going to be another spirit.
And I'll tell you, there's a lot of that uh, that goes on out in, in, in our society today. But it is something, it's an area that God's given us to be able to tune in and to hear him. And I just want to finish with this. The third thing is, is creation. Creation. You know, being able to hear. You know, when you look around you and you think about, you know, all the trees and the different plants and the incredible uh, numerous different kinds of creatures and animals there are. Uh, even your own body that God's given you. I mean, the incredible, the, the intricacy of, of your own body working, you know. And then there's the thunder of, of the waters, you know, when we were in Niagara Falls, those thunders of waters and, and just the power that's there. And yet, and then you can be in another circumstance where you, you're out somewhere and you just feel and hear this gentle breeze blowing. And so in the midst of all of that, there's this, there's this gentleness, you know, there's this harmony, there's this order in it. And, you know, it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 9 and 20, that it says that for what may be uh, known about God or manifest to them, uh, God has shown it to them. Because since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And so God is speaking to people even through creation. Uh, there isn't anybody that God doesn't speak to. And, and I just want us to be reminded of that this morning. There's, you know, people don't just hear from God because they're believers. And, and that allows you to tune in, right, and to, and to be in relationship. But God's speaking to everybody. God is speaking to everybody and giving them the opportunity to hear, giving the opportunity for them to be drawn to him you know and and how many times did jesus even speaking of creation uh when he was using parables and things did he use creation right he talked about the sowing and the reaping he talked about the light and the darkness and he talked about um you know even the the trees uh, clapping their hands and and all of those sort of things he takes water and he turns it into wine so he shows his power over creation right so he's not creation but he's the creator. And, and creation uh, calls us, invites us to the creator. And so, you know, I, I know this is a very simple, very basic message this morning. But just an encouragement again. Like, you know, if, if any of these elements are missing in your walk, you know, maybe for some of you, it's like maybe the worship's kind of gotten tuned out in your life. Uh, maybe for some of you, it's creation. Maybe you just need to get out. Uh, you know, more, um, just go out for a walk and, and just get alone with God. Just take the time to feel the breeze and, and look around you, you know, and let, let God speak to you. And maybe for some of you, it's, it's you haven't been in the Word. You know, you've been neglecting the Word, and, and God's just calling you back to that. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you this morning. Just, just and, and maybe you're looking at it and you're thinking, I think all of these are missing out of my life. <laughs> you know, I want to encourage you to just start with one. Just pick one and just start going there and just start asking God to begin to meet with you and, and to speak with you. You know, God, I just thank you this morning that you're so faithful, God, to speak to us. God, I, I know I've shared a few stories of my own, and I know all those sitting here today in your presence, God, have their own stories that they can share where, God, they've they felt the red light, where they felt the green light, they felt the yellow light, 
And God, what a blessing it is to have you speak to us. And so, God, I just pray this morning for uh, a greater anointing just coming and falling upon your people in this place, God. Just a hunger, God, to want to hear you and to want to walk with you. And not only for themselves, God, not only for myself, but for others around me. You know, so often, God, you want to speak to us, not just for ourselves, but, God, for others so that others can hear. And so, God, we just thank you this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness to do that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.